Good morning. Out of the coal mine, July 18th here. Doing this about, uh, just about lunchtime today. Record a little bit, a little update. Uh, it's good to be with you today. So we are finishing up First Samuel in our morning services. If you'd like to hear our services, feel free to hop on Facebook. Uh, again, it's a little hard to index them on Facebook. Um, you kind of got to, I guess, click through them to listen to a particular chapter, but we've been going chapter through chapter in First Samuel. And I thought I'd finish up about First Samuel 17, I don't know, midway through, maybe just you know, examine the life of Saul and then save David for later. But it's been such a joy to go through uh, the book, um, just to study study the book, got some good commentaries on it. It's been fun to preach, uh, good response as well. So it's nice to know the church is engaged. And, you know, honestly, I know if I'm engaged, the church will be engaged too. It's just been a very enjoyable book to preach through. Uh, a book that drives you to, drives you to Christ. You know, you, you see your need for God. You know, as we talked about last uh, podcast, uh, there are really no no heroes per se in Scripture. Uh, they're people that deal with uh, sin, just like you and I, that deal with brokenness, brokenness of the world, uh, and that need God as well. And so, uh, this is another book that just shows us our need for God. So it's been enjoyable. I, I'm looking to move into 2 Corinthians following preaching through 1 Samuel. Uh, 2 Corinthians tied to some of the synod, synod stuff in the CRC that's uh, come and gone now. Uh, we'll do a synod update actually after our next service. So if you join us on Sunday, stick around for about 10, 15 minutes. We'll go through uh, kind of broad strokes of what happened at this year's synod uh, just to keep the church informed. Again, there are different ways to uh, update yourself if you want to do it on your own and see what happened at Synod. I know the banner, I think this this month's issue just came out and they do their update from their perspective. Uh, the PCA has a kind of a news uh, aggregate website called the Aquila Report put out by, uh, I think originally by Dominic Aquila. It's been just a good source of church news and they have an overview as well of uh, the CRC Synod. I think they do most of the synods, what's happening in the synods. But I'm looking forward uh, to that time again. Um, yeah, so for Samuel, we'll move into 2 Corinthians, examining some of the things that happened at synod. And, uh, you know, and just some of the passages in 2 Corinthians, like 2 Corinthians 13, 5 to 10, just uh, passages that read, uh, you know, examine yourself, Paul says, to see whether you're in the faith. Test yourself or do you not realize this about yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Indeed, if you fail to meet the test, I hope you find out that we have not failed the test, but we pray to God that you may not do wrong, uh, not that we may appear to have met the test, but that you may do what is right. Though we, may, though we may seem to have failed, for we cannot do anything against the truth, but only for the truth. For we are glad when we are weak and you are strong. Your restoration is what we pray for. For this reason, I write these things while I am away from you, that when I come to you, I may not have to be uh, severe in my use of the authority that the Lord has given me for building up and not for tearing down. And so, you know, that comes at the last chapter of 2 Corinthians and you you get Paul's motivation of what he's writing to the church for. And then again, as we examine issues in our denomination, uh, we see this book apply specifically just, uh, you know, just to examine ourselves. Are we applying by God's spirit in us, what he's, uh, what he's taught, what he's commanded in his word. So it's interesting. Uh, I'm limping. So I'm finally walking, um, with my Achilles tear, uh, 
had surgery, had to roll around on that little scooter for a while, crutches, and now I can walk again. And it's just so nice to be able to limp around and, and doing physical therapy. It's been been very helpful. And, uh, you know, and my physical therapist has been just a lot of fun to talk to, a great conversationalist. And uh, uh, you can tell he's really good with people and he knows what he's doing. And um, it was kind of interesting. He, too, he, he goes, physical therapy is kind of like the Bible, right? You just, just got to do what it says. It's not that complicated. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, at one level, that's right. Um, except that we don't do what it says. And, you know, our problem is sin, our own brokenness, and we need a savior. So if you've sinned, you know, you've, you've failed, you've broken God's law. We're worthy of judgment. We're worthy of hell. And so uh, even in physical therapy, like we know what we're to do and we don't do the things that we want to do and we need help. And so we praise God for, uh, you know, books like first Corinthians, second Corinthians, all throughout scripture, even first Samuel that point us to Christ, that he is the one, he's our sufficiency. He's done it for us. And now he calls us to pick up our cross and follow him. Now go do it, right? It's been done for you. You've made right. You've been made right before God. Uh, now follow him. So all that to say, I'm looking forward to jumping into second Corinthians. I hope you are as well. It'll be a few weeks before we get there. You know, we have a lot of stuff going on in church. We're looking at a building project, adding uh, new classrooms. We're running out of space for uh, our kids and kids programs. So we're looking forward to adding uh, that space. We're thankful for our vision team who, who's working on the details of that building project as that starts to come together. Um, we have a new education director, a new uh, Awana leader. Um, so some changes there in our structure. Uh, we thank Brad and Angie uh, so much for the work that they've done and all the years that they've put in uh, to teaching and leading our kids. It's uh, I think the average time of a youth leader is like five years or something. And they well surpassed that on multiple levels, you know, and so we're, we're very thankful for the work that Brad and Angie have done. And now a new transition with a new education uh, director and a Wanda leader, and we'll change some things up there a bit and move forward. So quite a bit going on in the life of the church. You know, we, uh, uh, are privileged to support missions uh, within the uh, CRC and outside the CRC and had a mission meeting last night. We met at a restaurant with our Talking Bibles representative. Uh, he shared some interesting stories of work they're doing in Ethiopia and with uh, churches around our nation too of getting uh, audio Bibles uh, into people's hands. You know, so we live in the time of, uh, you know, just download the app, download the ESV app and you can listen to it. So any of us here can find an audio Bible, but there's still places in the world where uh, cell phones aren't as accessible and uh, they'll bring in an audio Bible. And they started, he, he said originally with, it was a crank record playing Bible. And so they'd put them in a village and they'd gather around and listen to the Bible on this record. And then it turned into tapes. And so you'd play the audio Bible tape. And um, now we're into MP3s that are solar charged. And so they'll take these MP3 Bibles solar charged into areas that don't have as much access to uh, computers or, or phones or whatnot. And they'll train them how to listen to the Bible and how to have discussions over what it teaches. And so that was a great talk last night. Um, so we have good opportunities in the church for mission support. Uh, mission India, we met with them a few weeks ago too, and uh, talking about what's happening in India. And we know if uh, you've kept up with the news on Amanapur and other parts of, uh, of India, you know, it's just the irony, uh, the land of thousands of gods, it's Christianity that they hate. And that makes sense, right? So, um, you know, it's true. It's because it's the truth. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's it. And so in the land of millions of gods, it is Christianity that would be the target. Um, but God has his way of, um, you know, taking his word to the nations. It was kind of interesting too, back to the talking Bibles. And so you, uh, 
you look on the back of these talking Bibles and they're made in China, right? Some irony there, right? So China producing all of these Bibles that are being sent out all around the world. It's, uh, it's, just, it's, it's amazing how God works. So yeah, we have a lot going on in the church. Um, you know, as elders, we brought in our new elders and deacons this last Sunday. It was a fun service, uh, very enjoyable. Um, all four of them ordained and installed. So that was uh, something I don't think we've done yet with all four new uh, elders and deacons both being ordained and installed. Again, I read the liturgy that I use in our last podcast and then that whole ordination, the laying on of hands. And so um, we prayed uh, ordaining them into these positions that God has called them to. So we've had a really good group of elders and deacons since I've been here. I think we've all just worked really well together. Um, and that's a sign of a healthy church is uh, we enjoy our meetings. Uh, our our uh, meetings have been good and uh, and typically as elders. And so we, we end up going through books together. Um, maybe not on the super fun side as a full council. We're going uh, through our book of church order, our polity together, going through our uh, you know, what, what's required of us and how we, how we function and work together. But as elders, we just finished up most recently a book called Sticky Teams. I'll link to that book uh, in the notes here as well. And so we try to read a book uh, together through the year. Um, and this particular book I've read probably three times now, written by Larry Osborne. Um, and he's, uh, he's a pastor, pastor of a big church, uh, but it's a book filled with just practical advice for administration. I'm not naturally an administrator. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm an implementer uh, just by God's design of me. Um, and so I like to, to implement ideas and get them done. And, and um, uh, so this book, is, it, just, it just resonates because he has lots of ideas of how to, um, how to manage, how to implement um, stuff that I uh, just feed off of. And I mean, even just looking at his chapters, you know, he begins in chapter one, um, you know, the one thing that can't be left to chance, you know, in ministry, why you can't just leave things to chance, why you have to be intentional. And uh, his chapter two is, you know, structuring boards, you know, what do we do with conflict? How do we deal with conflict and guarding the gate? Who comes on the board? Who doesn't come on the board to make sure there's not a spoke in the wheel that we can all function well together. And on and on his chapters go. Um, just a couple quotes I'll read from the book, Sticky Teams. Uh, in um, one of his chapters here, he writes this, if you think about it, most church fights aren't over theology or even ministry goals. They're over priorities and methodology and just kind of like little zingers. There's so many one-liner quotes here that he, he does such a good job at. Here's another one. Character is more important than giftedness. He said, a final lesson I've learned about guarding the gate is that character is always more important than giftedness. Just as in sports, the best players don't win championships, the best teams do. And he writes this, he goes, don't get me wrong, I want the best players possible. But given the choice between a prickly high-performance staff member and a steady team builder, I'll choose the team builder every time over the long haul. They'll outperform the prima donna, guaranteed. So he just, you know, just these insights that this guy has. And uh, he's, he's writing it for the church, but it, it could apply to any organization. Um, you know, in uh, one chapter on strengths and weaknesses, he writes this, he goes, ignoring your weakness. He goes, focusing on organ organizational weakness leaves little time or energy for maximizing strengths. It puts everyone on the defensive. And while it may result in a ministry with few major flaws, it will also produce one without any major strengths. And so just words of wisdom there. Just a couple more quotes and I'll, uh, I'll be done. Uh, plug in this book, Sticky Teams, that I think you should read. In this chapter, uh, clarifying the pastor's role, chapter six, he says this, the role of the pastor 
uh, that they take will determine uh, will be determined to a great extent uh, by the church's potential for numerical growth. Pastors don't lead. Pastors who don't lead, can't lead, or aren't allowed to lead seldom see their church break through growth barriers. And he talks about the different sizes of churches and how they function, you know, like a golf buddy team. Then they kind of turn into like a basketball team and then they turn into a football team. And just how like the change in size changes structures, uh, changes needs for a uh, number of pastors or a number of positions, so on and so forth. Um, let me just read one more quote here. There's a number of them I have highlighted, but... Um, He has this one titled Old Farmer's Advice, and he said this. He goes, uh, I'm reminded once uh, of advice advice an old farmer once gave uh, to the young and newly arrived pastor of his church. He said, go slow, son. He said, churches are like horses. They don't like to be startled or surprised. It causes deviant behavior. And he was right, and he said this. Our fiercest battles are seldom fought over theology. They're fought over change, especially any change that comes as a surprise alters a comfortable tradition or represents a symbolic changing of the guard. It just seems like obvious wisdom, but it's good to be reminded of as well. So, you know, even on that note, like we try to communicate the best we can to every member of our church and we have multiple means of communication. So we email quite a bit. We send out newsletters. Um, I have this podcast. We have our announcements during uh, the service, uh, so on and so forth. And so, you know, not everybody reads their emails, not everybody reads the weekly um, news updates or our monthly newsletter. And so uh, we overlap that information to try to hit everybody in some way of how they can be communicated uh, to. Um, yeah, so you can't over-communicate a, uh, an issue. You can't over-communicate a plan or an idea. Um, so this book, Sticky Teams, good advice, not only for the church, but also if you're a business leader or you're in the workforce in some other way. Um it's, it would be helpful for you as well. Uh, I look forward to hearing from you. Anything that you're reading, anything that would be helpful for us as elders to read, email them my way. Um, I did say we talk a little bit about music here and there as well. So, um, yeah, so I'll throw out this link as well at the bottom. I've really enjoyed the music of Judah and the Lion. <laughs> I don't know if anybody, anyone else has heard of them. Um, they've been around for years, and it's it's not the, the normal Christian uh, mainstream music, you know, like, uh, even, even Christian music, kind of like mainstream music, it's, uh, curated to, uh, um, it, 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 what am I trying to say? Um, it just, it feels prepackaged, you know, um, same beats, same tunes, same structure and style where the chorus fits. And it's just like, ah, oh, it just all feels the same and kind of get tired of it. Um, it's nice to find groups that don't sound like that. And, uh, Judah and the lion have been for me, one of those groups that that don't sound like that. It used to be Waterdeep. I used to love Waterdeep's music, still do. Um, they haven't put out an album for a while, but Judah and the Lion, I think now it's it's just Jude. He's, he's doing doing some solo records. Um, just look them up on Apple Music or whatever your, uh, your source for music is. Just good stuff. Uh, it doesn't fit the mainstream um, and great music. So yeah, so kind of a rambling on of different things today. And uh, now I'm going to get back to work. And uh, you should as well. So, all right. Have a good day. It's good talking with you.